This week on Behind the Curtain, San Diego City Attorney misleads the public by hiding damning parts of a forensic report related to 101 Ash Street. We had an explosive story that we posted this week. They fooled the public. And so we're the first ones to report that there is an earlier version of the report. It's certainly clear that there have been some irregularities here uh, with regard to the city attorney's office. Mara Elliott wrote a memo that says that not only is the city attorney the only entity that can hire counsel, but that she's the only person that can determine if she has a conflict. Well, uh, I was on the San Diego City Council until mid-December, and she told us that uh, quite often. She wouldn't let the city auditor uh, hire outside counsel when the city auditor was um, auditing, you know, issues that where the city uh, attorney might have a conflict of interest. You know, Are you telling the council that it can't hire outside counsel in a matter that requires investigation, even if it didn't include the city attorney's office? The council should have been able to do that. You're now Behind the Curtain. Here's your host, Art Castaneris. Welcome to Behind the Curtain, a new public affairs podcast that takes you behind the curtain and find out what's really going on in politics. My name is Art Castaneris. I'm the publisher of La Prensa San Diego newspaper. And my guest host today is Barbara Bree, former member of the San Diego City Council. Hi, Barbara. Hi, Art. It's great to be here today behind the curtain with you. Uh, you've been busy with some uh, reporting about uh, the current city attorney, Mara Elliott. Uh, could you summarize uh, what your recent investigation has found? Yeah, we had an explosive story that we posted this week. So we've been doing a lot of research for months, and this really all revolves around another topic we talked about in an earlier podcast, which is the 101 Ash Street building that's now become probably the biggest financial debacle in San Diego history. And we still haven't gotten to the bottom of it. So the story this week is explosive in that there was an investigative report called a forensic report that was released by the city, as you know, Barbara, when you were on the council. Uh, they call it the Parker Report, done by a law firm called Hugo Parker LLP and by a lawyer named James Parker. And the report in January of 2020 was, was commissioned and reported to be this public, um, transparent, independent report that was going to was going to uh, talk about everything that happened, good and the bad. And so, eight months later, there was a report released, and you were there on city council, and there was a report released. Everybody took it as a real public document, a, a comprehensive, independent report. And since then, it's been referred to as the Bible. Here's what happened. Well, what we found out is that there's an earlier version of the report that was sent by Parker to the city attorney. And that report is more damning, more damaging to the city. It reveals more things that the city did incorrectly. And it really would have reflected poorly on the city attorney who back in 2016 failed to give good enough, comprehensive enough advice to the council. So the city attorney who most likely has a conflict of interest because she herself was going to be investigated by this report, kept control of the process, amended the report. And when it came out, nobody told the public, this is not a full and complete accounting. They fooled the public. And so we're the first ones to report that there is an earlier version of the report. And now we're, we've, um, we've done public records requests to get the original document. We've been denied that. 
And I think our only step we have left to do now is to sue the city to force the disclosure of this document. Wow, uh, what a story. And as you know, I was on the city council at the time raising lots of questions about 101 Ash Street and uh, was not getting uh, the complete story as we have learned over time. So we have with us today um, a guest, uh, a very well-known and well-respected um, attorney, uh, Julie Biggs, who has served as the city attorney uh, for many cities in California and understands municipal law. She's been a partner in some of very well-known law firms. And uh, Ms. Biggs, uh, we are honored to have you here with us today on um, Behind the Curtain. Uh, would like to ask your thoughts as an attorney, what should, what advice would you give to the San Diego City Council right now? Well, I'm not in a position, of course, to, to advise them uh, at this point, but it is certainly clear that there have been some irregularities here. Uh, with regard to the city attorney's office. Um, whenever a city attorney is part and parcel of the actions that lead to an investigation, there is a, a normal and, and readily apparent potential conflict if that attorney then participates in controlling and supervising the actual investigation that goes forward. And from that standpoint, it's unfortunate that the city attorney did not just recuse herself and allow the council to direct um, the investigation, but it appears that she was directly involved in, in much of this. So certainly that's an issue that the council should take a look at. Um, at, at this point, um, you know, it is a concern, I would think, so, so would you advise the council to try and hire their own attorney? Although, you know, as you read the city charter, it's unclear whether the council has the authority to do that. Uh, well, actually, there's an express provision in the uh, charter that says that the council has that authority to employ additional, as it says, competent technical legal attorneys to investigate or prosecute matters connected with the departments of the city. So, so it, it, that, that's an express provision. It's section 40, Article 5, section 40. Of the wow. So we Julie, if, I can, yeah, if I can say, not only did the city attorney not hire outside counsel or not allow the city council to hire outside counsel, a month later, after the Parker report was released, in another situation where the independent city auditor wanted to hire outside counsel, Mara Elliott wrote a memo that says that not only is the city attorney the only entity that can hire counsel, but that she's the only person that can determine if she has a conflict in a particular situation. And then she goes on to say that even if she has a conflict, she should still be able to hire the outside counsel and still direct them, which is exactly what she did in this case. So we've talked to other lawyers outside in private law and in government law, where they say it's absurd that your lawyer has a conflict and then would control the very investigation that would investigate her. And so, uh, Julia, the question to you is, when a report like this comes out and it's been touched, amended, in any way 
um, managed by someone who's a subject of it. Is it credible? Well, it, it is certainly subject to challenge, I would think. Um, it, I, again, I, from what I have read. Uh, so, so let me just explain to our listeners. We're on Zoom with Julie, and she's having some construction done in her house. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, my we can still hear you. My apologies for that. That's okay. Um, in a situation here where the city attorney has actually controlled and supervised the investigation, you have to take the investigation as it was reported to the extent that it was reported uh, with uh, a good deal of doubt. Um, there's, I cannot imagine a city attorney um, basically supervising, and I can't imagine a city attorney telling a council that it can't hire outside council. Well, uh, I was on the San Diego City Council until mid-December, and she told us that uh, quite often. Yeah, she wouldn't let the city auditor uh, hire outside counsel when the city auditor was um, auditing, you know, issues that where the city uh, attorney might have a conflict of interest. You know, one of the things that's really sad about this situation is that the, the public was, was deprived of the truth. When the, when the report was first talked about in January of 2020, the COO of the city went and spoke in front of the council, Barbara, you remember? Mm -hmm. And she said, we want a public report. We're gonna go out and get an independent report. What we've heard back is that after that meeting, the city attorney said, no, only the city attorney can hire outside counsel. And then they didn't actually hire outside counsel to do the report. They handed the, re the request to a law firm that had already been engaged as litigation counsel on the very issues related to 101-ish. So even that law firm from the beginning already had a conflict, not a conflict, but a duty of care in that they couldn't disclose bad information about the city because they were also handling the litigation. Yeah, and so, one, one reason they may have hired a law firm was then they could uh, claim attorney-client privilege. Where exactly what they did, yeah, right, to keep just, it covered. Right, if you just hired the ABC consulting firm uh, you wouldn't have that attorney-client privilege of... So, so, Julie, so knowing all that, how does this all smell to you? <laughs> well, it's certainly aromatic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and not in a good way, you're saying? Uh, not in a good way, no. I'm, I'm afraid I have to, to say that. Right. Um, because, uh, again, um, the charter not only... It says that the council has the authority to hire council, special counsel for just this kind of thing. And the uh, hiring ability of the city attorney is specifically prescribed for deputy city attorneys uh, and uh, it limited by the civil service uh, issue. So even there, the city attorney is not, you know, unlimited in her ability to uh, retain counsel, even though uh, obviously she can hire her staff and that kind of thing, but it's limited by the civil service requirements. Um, so for a city attorney to be telling a counsel that it can't hire outside uh, counsel in a matter that requires investigation, even if it didn't include the city attorney's office, the council should have been able to do that. 
So Art, what are you going to advocate for now? You're the publisher of La Prensa. You've had these groundbreaking stories. You've really gone behind the curtain on the city's worst real estate deal ever. What are you going to advocate for next? We're advocating what we've been saying from day one, full transparency. The only way to fix this is by knowing what went wrong and who didn't do the, the work they're supposed to do to give you a path out. They're, they're trying to cover up their own misdeeds and their own mistakes. And that's gonna limit how you guys at the city get out of it. We can't fix it, we're just the media. All I'm asking for is transparency. And it's frustrating that every single time we ask for documents, the response from the city is to deny or hide documents when the public should know. You know, the problem is, I know what they probably said to you in closed session, Barbara, and to the rest of the council. If we release this as damaging to our case, that's true. Why is it damaging to their case? Because they made mistakes. And so what they're trying to do is cover up their mistakes by hiding behind attorney-client privilege under the guise of the litigation. And really what they're doing is protecting their own exposure to the mistakes and their shortcomings. So in, it's, a, it's a bad situation. We're not asking for anything magical. I've sued, we have three pending lawsuits. I'm not asking for damages. All I'm asking for is the documents. Yeah, so meanwhile, 101 Ash Street, which is a high rise in downtown San Diego, a few blocks from City Hall, has been sitting empty uh, most of the last four years. Uh, the rent was about was 500,000 a month for the last few months. Uh, the city has been putting uh, the rent money into an escrow account, something I advocated for a long time ago. Uh, and uh, the next chapter of this uh, very sad story uh, remains to be written. Uh, Julie, is there any last thought or suggestion you'd like to comment on? Well, only that it, uh, it is always uh, a matter for the council to take on the city attorney uh, when you have situations like this. It's the, the relationship between a city attorney and a council is always fraught with difficulties about the confidentiality to advice. However, uh, and I know at least in my experience, the best way to handle that is to make sure that everything that you advise the council is true, is correct, is legally sound. And if it were released to the press, which frequently happens, quite frankly, um, then at least the press has the real story as opposed to the political slant uh, generated and promoted by members of the council. So there's some value in making sure that whatever your product is, it is as close to perfect as possible. Thank you. This is great advice, Julie. And as we've seen in history, you know, I, I was alive for the Watergate scandal. The cover-up is often worse than the crime. This is a situation that is costing the taxpayers a lot of money. And Art, thank you. You've been great at going behind the curtain. Julie, thank you for your time and your advice. And it's always good to have somebody who's been behind the curtain in your own situation to give us a glimpse of what should or shouldn't happen. So thank you for your time. Thanks for being with us. My pleasure. Thank you. You are Behind the Curtain, powered by La Prenza. To read more, go to laprenzasd.com. There's more to come after this quick break. So, how many podcasts are there these days? Five, six, seven hundred, seven hundred thousand? Well, here's an extra one for you. I'm Jeff Marston, host of The Extra Point on IVN. 
How we hope to differentiate ourselves among all the noise is to bring varied voices and perspectives about relevant topics. Absent of the one-sided point of view and finger pointing, we invite you to subscribe to hear some solution-oriented conversations that hopefully inspire and invoke action. It's The Extra Point with Jeff Marston, found on IVN.org or wherever your podcasts are found. Podcast listeners, stay with me. If you're listening, if you can hear my voice, you are obviously seeking quality content that is engaging, enlightening, and insightful. Otherwise, you'd be out skiing, playing golf, or at the beach. So if you're hearing this, you are connected to IVN, and they are the leaders in content and explication. That's a, that's a fancy word. So I recommend that you sign up and subscribe to I'm There For You, Baby, The Entrepreneur's Guide to the Galaxy. I, Neil Centuria, your faithful co-host, along with my bride and partner, we will give you a quench of thirst for knowledge. How do you like that? And we're there for you, along with IVN.org. You can find us wherever you get your podcast. And remember the most famous line of all from Bernard Baruch, a pleasant old billionaire. He said, you can't go broke taking a profit. You're now behind the curtain with your host, Art Castaneres. Well, Barbara, we're going to continue to dig on this when you ask what we're trying to get is we're trying to get to the bottom of it. And it's not only this situation, there's another one that uh, hopefully will be the subject of our next podcast having to do with a secret police committee that uh, we discovered that has spent over $265 million in San Diego County and violated the Brown Act and the California Public Records Act by doing it all in secret. And again, we asked for documents. They denied us the documents. We filed a lawsuit. And that's where we are now. So we seem to be the troublemakers in town by filing these lawsuits, but all of them are to get documents that the public should have had in the first place. We shouldn't be the only ones demanding that they be released. Well, Art, you are relentless. You are doing this on behalf of the taxpayers so that we, the taxpayers, know how our money is being spent um, and uh, keep at it. Uh, listeners, thank you for joining us uh, for this edition of Behind the Curtain. Uh, Art, how should uh, listeners get hold of us if they have some thoughts? Great. If you have any ideas for more stories, please contact us at info at laprensasd.com. And to follow up more on this story or our other stories, please visit us online at laprensasd.com, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. You can find us everywhere. Art's everywhere. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Behind the Curtain, powered by La Prensa, San Diego's original Latino newspaper. To learn more, visit laprensasd.com. Behind the Curtain is produced by J.C. Polk of IVN in San Diego, California. Special thanks to our guest, Julie Biggs, and guest co-host, Barbara Bree. Join the discussion by finding other podcasts at IVN.org. Behind the Curtain, letting you know what's really going on in San Diego politics. For the last 10 years, IVN has brought you over 10,000 articles from hundreds of independent-minded authors dedicated to a simple etiquette rather than an ideology. We're proud to be rated center by allsides.com and least biased by mediabiasfactcheck.org. It is that nonpartisan spirit that is at the core of our journalistic mission. 
Today, we introduce you to a new era at IVN. We're handing over the mic, so to speak, to our independent contributors to develop their own shows, their own voice, and their own brand. In short, IVN is providing a programming platform for organizations, experts, and talented journalists to share news, information, and commentary with readers and listeners who think for themselves. We hope you find a few shows that you like. We hope you connect directly with our contributors. And as always, we hope you continue to think for yourself.